Maybe I can do this as the recording mic. Oh, I was going to say, what the hell is that? When the Robotech is lit. Well, I know that, but did you pick that up this weekend? Yeah, I picked that up at the the Nerd Garage sale. Nice. I I think it's something we should should attend or possibly get a table and sell our stuff at. I think we should sell our stuff at. And speaking of which... Welcome to a new episode of True North Nerd! Yay! Yay! So this week we have Ryan. That's me. And we have Jen. Hello! And we have back from Germany. Yeah, I am here now. Germany? Germany. Germany. Nice land. Nice and re-energized after his two-week vacation. It took a week to get back on uh, Eastern Daylight Time, but... Kevin has returned. Yes, I'm back. You can tell. We've been recording for 30 seconds. We're already in the bad accents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of like the bad thing. accents, though. At least we're good at bad accents. Yes, and we are really bad. Well, so, yes, yeah. we are. That makes them good. <laughs> nobody can get offended because they're so terrible. Yep. <laughs> it's that it's that sweet spot, you know? You're yeah. Like, you're, like, you have that part where, like, oh, that's bad and kind of... And offensive. we're doing... G- and then it's like, no, that's, like, so Muppet bad. We're, and we're doing we're doing European accents. Yes. If we were doing bad Chinese or East Indian accents or Jamaican, that's a, it would be that's offensive. That's really hard to do without <laughs> sounding racist, yeah. Exactly. So this week we're going to go over the news... And we're going to talk to Kevin about his trip in Germany because he did a couple I did a few awesome nerdy things. things. And then uh, well, we might have some other stuff. Well, we'll we did some other things like yeah. like you just mentioned. You went to the geeky garage sale thing. Where was that again? UFT. UFT. It was so, so much fun. Mm. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, so uh, the I believe it's what the anime group, the anime club it's at the UFT? anime club and the tabletop club, the tabletop yeah, gaming the tab- club. So they they do a garage sale where mm-hmm. you can get a table for thirty five bucks and sell off your old nerdy crap. Apparently they do it twice a year. They did it in March. Oh okay. March I guess was the first one, and then they did one this past weekend in September. Hopefully we can. Now is it outdoors? No, nope, it's inside. in the Oisey building. Oh okay, so it's inside Oisey. Oisey. Sure. That's the, the teacher school. Okay. Mm. <laughs> it means nothing to me. Uh, it's near the big BMV downtown. Yeah. Still means right nothing to me. Right on the main me. campus. It's in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So they make it clear in all the advertising and everything that it is used items only. With um, the exception of, I guess, they have a sponsor that's mm. uh, a yeah. board game, RPG game store. Oh. Because he had brand new product there. Like yeah. Snakes and Lattes, one of those kind? Was I, I think Maybe. it was actually the RPG club. Uh. But anyway, so it's all used stuff. Uh, the tables aren't that expensive. I think uh, I saw online they were like 35 or 40 bucks for a table. Mm. Um, it's about four hours. There was a line of people to get in. It was pretty busy. Mm. And, uh, I mean, everything was pretty reasonably priced. We got some good deals. It was a lot of anime content. Um, oh, and there was like a, a freebie table. So if you had junk you knew wasn't going to sell but you wanted to get rid of it, um, you could just bring it in and leave it on the freebie table. 
Ben got a. I got a broken Gundam statue. Yeah. Ooh. I just passed you the, the arm the, the for arm. it. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's glueable. I just have to get a couple small C clamps and, and they, for free. Yeah. They had stuff like um, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen DVD that I'm sure nobody. No, got. no. GameCube game. Oh, GameCube. It was a, was game a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen GameCube yeah. game? Yes, there wow. was. They had a lot of like manga and other languages um, on the freebie table yeah. and some like broken things. They had a big Star Trek um, model that I think was missing a good chunk of the pieces of the other oh, right, It was yeah. like a, a, um, a building kit for one of the spaceships. Oh, not, okay. not the Enterprise, because mm. I would have recognized that one right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> So like there, there's yeah, it was fun. It it, it was interesting, and uh, I I came across a really good score, so I'm happy. Yep, you got me a Cyberman helmet. I, I bought. Did you show Kevin the Cyberman helmet? I did. I, saw, I showed him the photo. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's I have. It's weird. I've seen them at Fan Expo, but only the guy who like does the rusted up helmet like. He paints them and puts rub and buff on it, so it right. looks like it's been sitting there. And I've he used to do Cybermen helmets, and that's the only one I've seen like in the wild kind of thing up until this point. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that would be great for Ryan's helmet collection. <laughs> I got a really cool Figma um, card captor Sakura figure, uh-huh. and it's out of print as far as I can tell. I looked it up on Amazon, and I know Amazon.ca is not the best gauge for how much things are going for right now, but I think they were selling it on there for like 150 bucks. Ooh. Oh, wow. And she and did not pay 150 bucks for it. That. Nice. Of course, then as soon as I took it out of the box and started putting it together, the stand broke. Of Aww. course. Um, I, I picked up an Ultra Saber, which is like one of the higher end yeah. dueling uh, the metal hilt for the second, you know, the, the third third party yeah, sabers for right. twenty dollars. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm kind of jealous. In in to try and help you out, Ryan, I did post on their board after we got to talking. Like, hey, to the person who I bought this from, if you got any more that you want? Because she said she had like a, a hundred. I, that, that blows my mind. 100 lightsabers? Yeah, it might be between her and her boyfriend, though, because her boyfriend was sitting at the table, too, and was talking to me about the saber and Why stuff. Why does anyone need 100 lightsabers unless you're outfitting a Jedi army? Yeah. Well, Maybe they are. Maybe they are. Mm-hmm. What blows my mind is like the base one, like what Brent got, with, a, you know, with no sound but still has light and has a dueling blade on it, or, you know, they still run like six anywhere from 60 to 75 dollars for that base yeah. model to have a hunt to say you've oh, I've got, we've got like a hundred of those at home because it took me a little while to track down the manufacturer of it luckily right. uh the internet helps i went on facebook and there's a group of like people who like there's a group for custom sabers so there's i just a group like for everything yeah so i just like hey i bought this she thinks it is she thought it was a Saber Forge, which is another one of the companies that make these, but wasn't sure. I can't find it on their website. Can anybody help me identify it? Because I, I kind of want to replace the bra- blade. The blade's been banged up pretty mm-hmm. good. And so I posted up pictures, and sure enough, they were like, I got a whole whack of people identifying it. Like, yep, it's this one from this company, followed by. How much is a good deal? Because I said I got a really good deal on it, like twenty Canadian, and followed by like, holy shit! Like it was <laughs> a whole bunch of people telling them to f off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's it's fun and cheap. Like it didn't cost anything to get in, mm-hmm. and it was like, basically just subway fare to get down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we just hung out in Toronto, and we went to the BMV, and then and we, we went, went out to that for noodles. Noodle place, which was so yummy. Yeah, the noodle mm. place was good. I like noodles. 
Noodles are good. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know if they're going to do it again in March, but I've got them on Facebook now, so I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. Cool. And just in case she's listening, oh, what what were they called? The, JJ Chow? That's what she's on Instagram. Yeah. Um, the, she, we ran into her. She's the... Uh, it was her and her boyfriend who found my past when I oh, lost my past. Oh, last year at yeah. Fan Expo. Yeah, she was selling stuff there too, and she she kind of like gave a gave Jen the look of like I know you from somewhere, and then saw the pin on her bag and was ah. like, oh. So awesome. hi, if you happen to be listening. <laughs> um, yeah, might as well get into the news. Yeah, get news. into the news so, because there's plenty of it by the looks of things. Well, I've got lots of news. We got lots of new trailers. Lots mm. of new. Leaked information about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start. So pretty much right after we last recorded, we got the trailer for Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yep. It looks cool. It does. <laughs> she punches an old lady, <laughs> which is clearly a scroll. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, why she punched an old lady? I had they said that the scrolls were going to be in it before that trailer. Yes. Okay. I I completely missed that somewhere <laughs> along the line or forgotten. Because I, as soon as I saw it, was like, "Holy shit!" I've been listening to some other podcasts. There are other podcasts. What I know, and uh, <laughs> uh, they, I never realized the comparisons you can make between Marvel's Captain Marvel and several DC characters. Like Carol Danvers is an Air Force test pilot. Like Hal, Hal Jordan, Jordan is an Air Force test pilot. She gets taken away by an alien space cop force. So does Hal Jordan. <laughs> like, there's a real parallel there. And then there's all the Wonder Woman comparisons too, right? Like, is Marvel getting this movie out so they could try to get it out before Wonder Woman two? Maybe. I, I don't think know. you can do a lot of comparisons like that between Marvel and oh, DC you can. characters, though. But you know, yeah. it could be that the that Marvel, Marvel has was Captain like, Marvel and DC has Captain Marvel. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it could have been that, um, like you were saying. They saw Marvel saw how well Wonder Woman did, and they yeah. were like, "Shit, we've been like stalling on this Black Widow picture for so long. Now we can't do it anymore." But apparently, women can lead superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. they had they had already announced Captain Marvel yeah. and that uh, what's her name Lee Brie Larson Brie Brie Larson. Larson. I, don't know, I don't know why I want to call her Lee Barson. <laughs> uh, Brie Larson was playing Captain Marvel before Wonder Woman came out. That's true. Oh, did they? It was just the one of these Wonder ones. The new Wonder Woman movie is set in the eighties, and the new Captain Marvel movie is set in the nineties. Like what? Uh, I I don't know. Some I don't it, think that has much to do with one some another. Of it honestly, might be just coincidence. Uh, and the Captain Marvel movie was already made or being made before they decided to make. Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman So, Wait, the Wonder Woman movie is going to be set in the 80s? Yep. Yeah, it's it, called the 1984. title of it is Wonder Woman 1984. Why? Why not? Because they've already established her in current time. Why yeah, but, are they yeah, but the, there's a good, like, hundred years between when the yeah, world where lasts are. And, and the, the, current time, you know, the current time of the DC movie universe is pretty messed up right now. I know, but... So they're just avoiding her standalones. They're just like, you, know, you guys, we'll, 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 we'll play back here in the so past. But like, was it, wait, wait, wait. Wasn't the whole premise of her in the Justice League... Like, you've been hiding your powers for the past hundred years. It's time for you to join the world again. So why would she suddenly be doing They're ignoring well, that before. sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, in, in, if you watch the Honest trailer for Wonder Woman, is like or Justice League, it's like, wait, is like, so Hitler couldn't bring her out of hiding? Yeah, but 1984 <laughs> can. <laughs> well, Ronald Reagan, he was pretty scary. Yeah. And Reaganomics. Um, what else happened in 1984? I don't know. I was four. There were some Olympics that got boycotted by the East. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Awesome And the pants. Cosby Show was the number one show on television. Which was really that is now, now that's a little frightening. 
has a PS. That's now. Mm. So what other? What else did we get? We got Captain. So we got Captain Marvel. We got the new Bumblebee trailer. Which we and then saw 17 times before the Transformers movie that yeah, we saw. But that latest one is... I feel like I've seen the Bumblebee movie already. <laughs> that latest one is doing its damnedest to make me forget that Michael Bay was involved with the other three. Because yeah. he's not really involved. Well, in, he, uh, he's yeah, an he's executive, a, executive producer. Producing but it. he'll be an executive producer on these movies until well, they... It's like, it's, you know, they, they, they've screwed me over, what, five times now? Six times? How many of those stupid movies are there? Five. Five. No. Five. And it's like, and this tra- the latest trailer is like doing everything it can to bring me like, well, like that's the no, thing. no, 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 we're it's, sorry, we're sorry. It's doing everything right. That's what you mean. It's showing Bumblebee as a Volkswagen bug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows Soundwave, Shockwave, Optimus Prime, and possibly in the background, Wheeljack, and maybe Alita 1, is kind of depending on which ones you look, uh, in what looks like G1 like slash the, War for Cybertron. The old school, like, and like Soundwave colors. pops out the tapes. He pops like, out a disc and Ravage mm. transforms, and then Optimus Prime kicks the little dog, the robot dog's ass. And, and, and to be fair, the other thing that I, I didn't realize that it, the guy who's behind Bumblebee was the head of Leica, which is the the company that made Paranorman mm. and Box Trolls. Oh, those and are good movies. He was the guy who directed Kubo in the Two Strings. Oh, that was a great movie. Which is a fantastic movie. So, like, after I looked at the trailer and then I saw that and I'm like, yeah, that's the only shit. thing making me kind of pause about it too. I haven't seen any Transformers movie, which, which is why you're coming with us to see of, this because one. We have Ryan who kind of likes them, or at least likes I've a seen them all. Of them. There's me who doesn't like them, and I've seen all, almost all but the last one because the last one is like, no, no, you're not getting my money this time. But the last one's better than the one before it. That's what you said about the one, the, the two before that, and that was garbage. Too. I can't believe no. That number three is good. No, no, it's not. So number three is one of the better we, ones. Oh, what I'm will... thinking is that we need to have a Transformer movie marathon. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I can do that. But we'll it's a like Saturday. a. Spike just went through my eye. <laughs> I like where I'll you're going you guys with this, all the Jen. Knit while we're doing it, so you'll have something to do. So you we'll bring Lego. Attention. You and I will build, build stuff. some Lego. Draw some pictures. <laughs> and Jen, who Jen, who's seen one of them and fallen asleep in at least two others. Did I? I'm pretty sure you have. Because we we watched the Mark Wahlberg one, and you have no memory of it. And I think you fell. fell there was asleep a Mark Wahlberg it. one. There's two Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg ones. ones. You see, you say there's five of these movies. I swear there's only three. Nope. There's <laughs> two Mark Wahlbergs. There's a Shia. Three Shias. Three Shias. He was in three of them? Yeah. Megan maybe. Fox was in the first two. And then she said some crappy things about... about Working for Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. And uh, he's like, well, guess what? You don't need to be in the next movie. And then she made some terrible movies, and they made up, and then she made Ninja Turtles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> so, Transformers. Yep. Yeah. So and that, then, that trailer, so I, it, yep. I must admit the trailer. And that movie looking. comes out in November? No, that's a December. That's another Christmas. That's a Christmas release. Get, there's, Tell you what, Kevin, you and I will go see Mary Poppins and they can go see Bumblebee. I'd be more than happy to go nope. see Mary Poppins. Kevin has to come see Transformers because he hasn't seen any of them. Yeah, so we need a fresh eye. No, but this will be a good point. Because it'll, <laughs> it'll be, some people are, you know, they're speculating this is the way they're going to do a soft reboot. 
So that's you know so. that's true. In some ways, Kevin might be Kevin's the the perfect, the perfect I'm audience. Sorry, Kevin, I'm trying to save you. Thank you, thank you, Jen. <laughs> December's a very busy month for me. Well, yeah, that's also true. That, that might come in into play. Uh, so sticking with movies, ooh, we got that new Hellboy poster, and sadly, we got an announcement that Hellboy got pushed back three months. Yep. So it's now April. Ooh. It's now April. Who's playing Hellboy? Some uh, dude, David Harbor, that the they guy from red. Uh, the sheriff from uh, Stranger Things. The sheriff from Stranger Things. Yep. Oh yeah. The sheriff. Those was the guy from the Tide ads from the Super Bowl a couple years ago. It's like, nope, it's a Tide ad. He's got he's got a really good voice for it. Yeah, like, and that's m- more what you need in some ways than anything else. Everything else. Well, the guy see. in the yep. poster is really buff, and I didn't think that dude was that buff. Well, look at what he also space, has a big uh, rock hand. Chris Pratt before uh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. What you can do when people wave yeah. several million dollars in front of you, and you throw that you also throw into your contract personal trainer. Yeah. Oh my God, my favorite Chris Pratt quote about that. He's like, "How did you get so good looking?" He's like, "I cut out fun." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a cool looking poster. Yeah, but, but no trailer yet. No trailer no. yet. Probably but, after this weekend, after the weekend we're recording this, because they have a big panel at uh, New York Comic Con. Oh, that's this yeah. weekend, right? That's why the poster came up. Is that the, I think they're giving those away at New York Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, it was a panel. The the image was an EW exclusive that right. everybody copied and posted onto their own Facebook pages. Right. And yeah, shared out. And, um, so we got. Oh, here we go. So we'll go with this one. We got a trailer for Dark Phoenix mm-hmm. that they have now take, dropped the X-Men part off of the title. Oh, it doesn't say X-Men anymore? It's not X-Men Dark Phoenix. It's just Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. I'm looking forward to that. I like the new X-Men. Yeah. Cast. I enjoyed them. I just... that Well, that Age of, Apoc- Age of Apocalypse, was that the last one? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It was. Something it was. Eh. Yeah. See, I that's where it. that's that's Jen and I are in the minority. Is like we thought I it was really pretty good. I don't I mind, mind it. it. Yeah. It I don't was mind fine. it. It could have been better. They yeah, wasted um, Oscar Isaac as. Apocalypse. Yeah, that yeah. could have been anybody in that makeup, and it would have been the same. Yeah. yeah. Not but, to uh, not to like shit on him because he's a I good mean, actor. But technically, we've had two X Men universe films since then. Logan and Deadpool. Oh yeah, and we keep yeah, but those Dead- aren't and Deadpool too because those are Deadpool. those are not from the same continuity though. Oh, Deadpool is Deadpool two is because they did a, a cameo. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Where he's like, how that's come how- there's no other X Men in this huge mansion? And then behind him, you see yeah. the yeah. cast. They're all shut the door. He's loosely part of that canon. I, I love that yeah. part. I know. To speak should we we talk about that then well yeah so in Twitter? addition to that so yeah so that has gotten it's as part of the whole there's been a cascade of fox movies having their dates changed so battle alita or battle angel what's it called battle angel alita battle angel they reversed it from the manga which yeah. is weird mm. i have no idea what that is about but i really want to see that's it. the robot girl with the big eyes yeah, yeah. i know but that's all i know about yeah. it yeah. But they don't, they, scarlett johansson no, no, that's Ghost in the Shell. You're yeah. thinking of. <laughs> um, Fair, uh, I can, I can actually get where you're coming from. But that's no. a different robot. Anime no, this is a, a bunch of unknowns and uh, what's his name uh, from Inglorious Bastards, uh, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz and the guy from Moonlight and from uh, Luke Cage. 
Oh, I can't remember his name. He won. He won Oscars and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, he's he's in it as Nicholas Cage. Wasn't um, James Cameron attached to Battle Angel? Nicholas Cage is an Oscar-winning actor. That was um, the story goes. Basically, he was waiting for the technology to catch up to the point where he could make the movie, and he had two projects that he was waiting for to do that. One was that. One was Avatar. Avatar. Avatar ended up winning, and then. Winning to go first, basically, in, in his production schedule. And originally, despite what he and everybody else will tell you, Avatar was one movie. It was only supposed to be one movie. Mm-hmm. And they weren't sure how well it was going to do. So Battle Angel Alita was going to be his next film. And then Avatar blew up. And suddenly he's got eight Avatar movies. <laughs> Wait, there are eight Avatar no. movies? No, no there's three supposed or four. to be three sequels. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But there's only one so far. One yeah. so far. Okay, I was like, how did I miss And that movie came movies? out 12 years ago. And the, the pace he's going, the third one will be made when he's in his mid-80s. So. <laughs> that was part of the reason Disney built Avatar Land, too. It was like, oh, there's going to be sequels, so there'll yep. be fresh content to add to this. Yeah, who knows when those movies will come out. Yep. Well, the, it, the, the second one's being filmed. Is it? Yeah, no, like, it, well... <laughs> It's being filmed, but like we just watched this thing, uh, this video on Vanity from uh, Vanity Fair, where they talked to a stunt woman, and she was one of the stunt women on the original Avatar, mm. and she's like, "It was a little different. It was the third movie I did, and we worked on it for three years. <laughs> so, like, it is like principal photography on that movie may be done, and they'll still do another two years and post right. on it. So. Yeah. Anyways, so but, yeah, so it's been pushed back to February fourteenth. Yeah. Which then means that Dark Phoenix got has been pushed because it was originally February fourteenth. Yes. So now it's been pushed to June seventh, which was the original home for the Gambit movie, which that is, is still in pre-production and is never going to be made. Yeah. Now that once Disney gets their hands on everything, that movie will just not. The only be made. thing Disney, I think Disney should do is keep Channing Tatum. I think he'd be an okay Gambit. Yeah. Too bad he can't do an accent worth shit, though. Well, yeah. Now, what did this do for New Mutants? Is that still on the schedule? We, that just it hasn't seems, said anything yeah, about that. I did see to something be... today about, and there was a headline about it, that it still might be getting edited to get an R rating or something. But that was about it. Like There was no real talk about that movie. So this has left a hole in Christmas for Fox. Yes. So the first and... domino that now slotted in after all those dominoes fell. What is a... This is going to sound weird until I explain it. Okay. A PG-13 release of Deadpool 2. Okay. Now, how they're doing this and how they are getting my money again is brilliant. They are inserting scenes with Deadpool reading from the Deadpool 2 storybook. To Fred Savage in his bedroom. Oh my like god! The Princess Bride. Oh no! So that, that's how they're doing the edit of it to get rid of the, the gratuitous violence and stuff. Is it'll just pop in like Princess Bride style. Oh, that's brilliant! And it's going to be a full grown. Fred, Fred Savage oh, in the bed. Savage is a forty-eight-year-old man. Yeah, I know. I know, but it's going to look like I don't know if they're going to even acknowledge that he's just going to be sitting in his bedroom. Like there, there's already the still bed. photos of it, and for like Fox has made some boneheaded moves with some of their stuff. But for um, somebody pointed out in an article, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Is they were probably doing a PG PG thirteen cut of that movie anyways for places like TV like cable TV station oh, yeah. and airplanes and other stuff, yeah. right? So they're doing that cut, 
by spending a little bit more money on it and putting it in theaters for like even if they only do it for two weeks, they know people like me them, and that's why they've announced all the details of it. Soon as I heard that, I'm like, well, I'm gonna go see that again, and. They now have a, another Blu-ray that they can release with that cut on it that I, the, I will the buy. The Savage Cut. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Fox hire, should hire Kevin and put him <laughs> in the marketing department. So, yeah, a brilliant move. I, like, from a marketing standpoint, yeah. like, it's... Yeah, no, that is quite, quite brilliant. You had a hole anyways that you had to fill. Yeah. I mean, I like Deadpool 2 enough to go see it again anyway, but this just makes it better. <laughs> yep. Uh, ooh, and then today we got that new Into the Spider-Verse trailer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that looks cool. Yeah. That looks good. I'm really looking forward to that movie. Uh, so in rewatching the trailer, and then I saw something online, which I totally have to agree with. It kind of looks like that Spider-Man, the this older Spider-Man that's you know been around for a bit, is almost like if you, when he does his little, oh, you know my story, I got bit by a spider, I fell, I saved the city. Is I it the fell. guy from New Girl who's doing the voice, Jake? Um, I don't know. I was that just going to ask. I'm not sure who's going. I'll look it up. But so he goes on. You know, I saved the city. I fell in love. I saved the city, and I saved the city, and I saved the city. And during that section they're showing all these flashes of them they show him stopping a train from being in front of it with webs and his arms getting stretched out oh yeah you show him upside down kissing mary jane this is toby mcguire spider-man yeah no but they also showed clips of him fighting uh doc ock i thought they showed a couple of scenes of him fighting the andrew garfield spider-man villains too but i could be mistaken but yeah no they totally took a whole bunch of toby mcguire yeah. Spider-Man yes, it's Jones. the guy from the new girl. Yeah. Jake Johnson. Yes. So yeah, so that's some speculation on it. It's loosely. It's probably not exactly like that continuity Spider-Man, but it could easily, you know, the parallels are there. Well, especially since he was like, I sold some merchandise, recorded a Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> I got down in a black suit. <laughs> I kind of have a, po- uh, a ice cream or a popsicle, kinda. Yeah, that one was awesome. But uh, yeah, and then we get to see Spider Gwen. Mm-hmm. We see Spider-Man Noir. Which means Haley Stanfield does the voice of Spider-Gwen. She's got a good winter coming up because she's also in Bumblebee. Mm. Oh, is that the girl that's in yeah, Bumblebee? That's the girl that's who's in Bumblebee. Oh, okay. She was at her biggest known... Well, like she's done tons of like high-profile things. Perfect but she was 2 and 3. She was in True Grit. The, True Grit, that's with, where... Uh, she was nominated for an Jeff Oscar Bridges. for True Grit, wasn't yep. she? She was only like... Oh, nine. she was the girl in True she Grit? She was the girl in True oh, Grit. Oh, okay. I've watched that. Yep. And she was in Ender's Game. She's been in a bunch of things, but oh, like okay. she is, she has a good December lined up. Yeah. Both of these movies are going to do well. Oh yeah. Maybe not like as amazing as their companies would like, but But the most important addition to the Spider-Verse Spider-Ham. Yeah. <laughs> we get Spider-Ham voiced by John Mulaney. Oh, is that who it is? That's who was cuz I had to look it up the minute I heard it. Which is he's really good. <laughs> and Nick Cage's Spider-Man Man Noir. Noir. Yep. Yeah, no, this looks like it's going to be, this will be, this is a must see for me. I love where they're all on the ceiling. And they're trying to avoid his friend. I don't want to scare him. Do aliens talk in here? No, no, do animals animals talk in this universe? universe And then thunk. I did hear one semi-valid complaint about it, which, like, not a complaint, but just kind of slight 
disappointment is um, I'm not going to name name him by name, but uh, a a person of color on my Facebook page mentioned that he's a little bummed that it's not a Miles Morales movie. That it's like that there's that he's not going to be the the sole focal point of it. He's the Peter. But I I have a feeling he's going to be the character that saves the day at the end of it. I think it's from his point of view the whole movie. Yeah, Yeah. him as the and because everything's taking from looks of it is taking place in his universe. I guess Kingpin in his universe that's got the collider that's they have to stop or Mm. fix or it's all of the Spider Men are coming to his universe because this thing is is being brought there because. I think what we're going to find, it'll be like, yeah, it's a Miles Morales movie with all these other people okay. in it. Yeah. And like Peter Parker, Spider-Man is his, you know, he's his Obi-Wan, his mentor. He's because he's not. I don't think he's the Spider-Man from Miles's universe. No. Because we saw in the one trailer, it there was a like tombstone. Sucked in so I too. think he's from a different universe that comes in. Yeah. It's a, uh, I'm curious about it. It looks great, though. Like the I animation style, style looks yeah. really different. Yeah. And. It's going. It's it looks like it's going like to be a, fun. A hip hop soundtrack to it to a certain extent too. Because yep. what's his name? Post Malone did a preview of the song that's coming on the that's on that trailer uh, when he was on uh, Jimmy Fallon show the night before it got released or something. Mm-hmm. So, so what other movies are coming out? <laughs> shit tons, but we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, well, back on uh, moving to TV, the CW. Arrowverse announced the name for their crossover uh, three three show crossover, crossover, so three night event. It's going to be called Elseworlds, Mm -hmm. which makes we don't know what that means for this. Other than in the diesel, well, Elseworlds in the comics is that's where they all call their their alternate reality stories, which fits. But then they also announced they've cast a person to play the monitor. Yes. And the monitors are played a key role in Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yes, yep. they, yes, they did. So maybe this crossover will start to lead us towards that as you a think future. Merge Supergirl's Earth with the. I don't think that'll happen in this one. No. Um, but I could see that maybe being like maybe next year's they could have like a Crisis on Infinite Earths mm. type thing, or you know, after they've because they're going to be introducing Batwoman. Yep. We don't know which. World, which world she's from or if she's from a brand new one too right true like, like black black lightning's from, not on anybody's planet either i thought right? no. she was from arrows they haven't said i don't think not, yeah. not anything that i've read at least and then no they haven't said anything about anti-monitors and they can't do yeah. a crisis no. without anti-monitors but uh yeah i think it'll be interesting to see what they do and it's only it. crossing over through arrow flash and supergirl right yes. yeah not legends not legends this time Hmm. Interesting. Yep. So that's coming up I, I in the next couple of months. With to Ryan is like, if I were the DC movie people, that's my escape hatch right now. Mm-hmm. Is it's like that's a perfect way to bring them into the film universe and solve a lot of your problems. Yeah, but, but I don't know if they want to cross over. Into they the don't, film and I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, and all the stuff DC's doing on TV looks pretty good. I mean, there was the new Netflix trailer for Titans. That That's the that next thing Nexus? on my list yeah. is that, you know, now the DC Universe app, and they've signed an exclusive or, I guess, an international contract with uh, Netflix to carry uh, Titans. Yeah. So I guess they're, the, the app rollout in app. Canada must be going slower than they had originally thought. Or they really needed an infusion of cash to keep things moving. That's true. Or 
it's not coming to Canada. It's just the rest of the world. Is it, like we don't know officially yet. Has the Titans trailer shown up on you Netflix mean the, Canada? I don't know if it's shown up on Netflix Canada. I did read the the link that I shared out on Facebook had an article where they said they reached out to Netflix Canada because it was a Canadian mobile okay. site, and they got confirmation from Netflix okay. Canada that it is coming to Canada. Yeah. Now they haven't announced anywhere. How when it's airing, right? And or how, how it's they're airing. doing it? Like, is it going to be like the Flash and Supergirl, where they drop just the season after the season's over, or is it going to be like Black Lightning, where like, they do it weekly? Yeah, yeah. Is it like yeah, delayed by a week, like Black Lightning, or is it same week, like uh, uh, Riverdale and the One Hundred? Mm-hmm. Don't know yet. Yeah, interesting. I hope it's not too long. Like, I hope it's not a wait until it's all on the DC app then it starts airing because it's just going to get leaked everywhere anywhere anyway posted and people are going to see yeah. it. And I hope this means that Young Justice Season 3 will be coming to Netflix as well. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just hope they're all show up. We're wondering if they're going to parse though, like, those shows out in order to keep their subscription base. Yeah, it'll be like, so, like, show all the episodes of Titans and then, and then show all the episodes of Young Justice. This. Yeah. And, and then, then show... Thing or, yeah. Just like one of new show every like 13 weeks or depending right. on how many episodes they... Right. I think that's similar to what CBS All Access has in mind for Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Speaking of which, oh. the short tracks start this week. Yeah. Uh, so by the time this goes out, the first one will have been aired already or streamed on uh, <laughs> on CBS All Access. And so the question has become, what about the rest of the world? And Netflix has said, we don't want them. We don't care. Uh, so Netflix is in every country except Canada and the U.S. But here in Canada, it is airing. And it's actually airing. So it drops on CBS All Access on Thursday, and it's actually going to air on space on Thursday as well, Thursday night at 9 o'clock. But it's also, the other place they're putting it on is after the Doctor Who premiere. So they're simulcasting the Doctor Who premiere worldwide, so it means it's on at 1.45 in the afternoon on Sunday. Yeah. And they're going to put the Star Trek short trek on uh, at the end to fill in that. So it's going to be the same one that airs on Thursday. Yeah, and there's only four, and they're only releasing them one a month. Oh, we're okay. going to be in a house without cable where they oh. don't like Doctor Who. No! I know, so sad. So we're we're going to need that file on uh, Monday morning <laughs> there, Ryan. I don't know yes, what you're talking internet, about. Because we can get you a password for Space Go. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring my laptop. Well, it probably won't be airing simulcast on Space Go at that time of day. You can watch Space Live on Space Go. Oh, can you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm trying to think if my cousin actually is a Doctor Who fan. I don't think no, that's so. on the Sunday, so we'd be uh, mm-hmm. your sister's on no, Sunday. No, no, sister's, my sister's on Saturday, my cousin's on Sunday. Oh, okay. Oh, well, maybe. Because, you know, Thanksgiving. Okay, I thought we were at your sister's, so yeah, maybe. Okay. Oh, yeah, two, small, two more small things, and then I'm done. And One. I've got two small things. And I've got a couple small things. Yep. Uh, so Fathom Events is doing some more movie events. We this weekend went and saw Transformers The Movie, mm-hmm. 1986 classic. Which was awesome seeing it on the big screen. Yeah. With the, and it was, there was, what, good 24 people maybe? A dozen? Yeah, yeah. 24? 24 people yeah. in the theater. I went over and whispered, there were more people at Sailor Moon. And Brent said, this is showing on more times. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't just, it's also 
airing a couple times this coming weekend. Right. But uh, so, and I don't know if we're going to see these in Canada or not, but so, you know, check your local listings. Fathom Events is going to be doing Superman. Ooh. The original like Superman, Christopher Reeves, like the Donner Superman. And Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Oh. I saw that on the big screen in its original theatrical run. I'm one of like 100 people who saw that movie in a theater. Nice. It, it came out at Christmas. And yeah. It was like a boxing day. I didn't have anything to do. I'm like, I'm going to go see this Batman movie. And it was the best Batman movie I've seen in a movie theater. It is a really good Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. It's probably my favorite. Yeah. I don't good. know if I've seen it. Oh, it's good. So, so those are coming up in November. Oh uh, they're God, also doing everything's happening in November. Well, they're also doing the Doctor Who pre- premiere this week as well. Yeah, again, yeah, on Monday and Monday Tuesday. And Tuesday. And if you're listening to this on Monday, you can go and see Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, Cineplex is doing Cineplex Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is coming weekend, which would have been the past weekend. weekend. Yeah. Oh, God. Damn it. I'm, I know. Only, I'm only busy on Saturday, so maybe I'll go see Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so the last little bit, there's a, there was a video that got leaked today that got posted and then taken down real quick um, of a potential rumored Harry Potter RPG game. Cool. Video game? Video game. Now, from what I read, the... We already did a Harry Potter RPG game, and we destroyed Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> well, from the sounds of it, this one takes place in, like, the 1800s or something. So it's old. Oh, cool. And you play a fifth-year student. Wizards of the Old Republic? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and you've got, I guess, you've got a, a special ability that can sense the power or the magic in objects or something. Uh, and magic. you and your teacher and one of your professors have to go off into the forest to find some object and then it sounds like it's going to be open world where you'll be able to like explore Hogwarts till your heart's content and and if all these rumors happen and you'll be able to pick what you know what house you're in your allegiances and all that kind of stuff that so, sounds cool. cool I figured you may be, be interested in that little bit of rumor yeah very cool well, I'm going to use that to transition and make a smooth segue into theme park news because there was an image uh, leaked um, just this week of the new Harry Potter ride at Universal Florida, the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Forest ride. It's okay. A, it's a roller coaster that goes in, and it's ha- Hagrid is the central character. You get into onto either his motorcycle or into his sidecar on his bike, and you take off through the forest and see all the magical creatures. It looks pretty cool. Neat. So it's an indoor outdoor launched coaster with. Um, uh, this is one of the first rides Universal's built in a long time that has no screens. It's all practical. Oh, that all I was going to ask. Yeah. Okay. All practical effects. The, the thing will go backwards. Apparently, there's a drop track section in it as well. So it sounds pretty cool. It was actually leaked by Pottermore. I don't think Universal. Um, had okayed it yet? I don't think they were ready to announce it officially, even though anybody who follows Theme Park News knows that they're building this thing. But Pottermore leaked the image of the... It's like a poster for the ride. Oh. Uh, and Pottermore leaked it just the other That day. sometimes so. happens. The left hand doesn't know what the right <laughs> yeah. hand's doing. Yeah. So Someone hits the wrong button. So that's Universal News, that, and that's going to open next year. Uh, it's sort of what they're using to combat the coming of Star Wars at Disney. We all know that's, that's not, not going to be enough, but they've got to do what they can. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Star Wars at Disney, uh, 
there was a lot of news about more details about the Millennium Falcon ride came out this week, and it was on the Target exclusive Blu-ray. It was a bonus feature on the mm-hmm. Target exclusive Blu-ray. Oh, so it's on, not on any Blu-ray, just the Target. The Target exclusive uh, Please Blu-ray. Please buy the solo movie. Yeah. Please. <laughs> so um, it was a 13-minute bonus feature on that, and uh, they talked to Imagineers and creative directors. We've learned that the sort of the character that's going to be guiding you through this experience is your favorite, Brent Hondo. Oh, yeah, that, that's like okay. So I got to start saving now. Wait, Rebels Hondo or Clone Wars Hondo? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. So here's Last where, Jedi Hondo. These are the words of uh, the executive creative <laughs> director of the Jedi? attraction. Said his name is <laughs> no. uh, her or her name is Asa Kalama. Uh, it says you're truly in control of the fastest and most iconic ship in the entire galaxy. And Hondo, he's gone ahead and added a couple of extra seats so we can get as many people many of those flight crews through as possible. There are 200 some odd buttons, knobs, and switches on the inside of the cockpit, and they all do stuff. If you're the gunner in the center there and you don't fire back on those TIE fighters fast enough, they're going to riddle the hull with laser bolts. The engineers in back, it's really up to them to keep the whole Falcon in working order so that they're back there furiously working away at their various systems. So as for the story of the ride, you're sent on a mission by Hondo, Onaka, a pirate from Clone Wars and Rebels, to bring back all of the loot. (laughs) <laughs> is what he says. So if you bring back all the loot and there's not a scratch on the ship and Hondo is really happy when you bring it back, you might find yourself with some extra galactic credits in your account. But do a poor job, lose the cargo, and you smash up the ship, you might come back owing more money than you started with and the boss man might not be too happy. And when you roll across the local cantina, the bartender might lean over and say, hey, word on the street is your name's been put on the list of a local bounty hunter. I'd watch out if I were you. So how will you do on this uh, mission really does have an impact on your overall land-wide story. You know what? We're <sighs> They're so going so, to Disney so World. Many good things about that. That like the ride itself, like from a ride point of view, that means we would pretty much have to go through the ride what three, four times. Oh, at least because so that way we would all sw- swap positions. Right? Yeah, because like none of us want to be the engineer. <laughs> well, no, you get to hit all the buttons and keep the ship running. And yeah, but I like hit buttons. Yeah, and, but and pretend you're Scotty in Star Wars instead. But like the the gunner and the pilot positions, that's that's the money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's bad being a gunner though. Yeah, but we but we can swap like three times. I'll just be in the back. Go right back in the lineup. I just don't know how long the lines are gonna be for this. And the the attraction doesn't sound like it's gonna have a huge capacity. It's gonna be accommodate forty two guests at a time. So there'll be seven pods. For six people each, so depending on how long the ride is. Yeah, so maybe we should aim at going the year after Star Wars well, opens. I'm sort of. Ten- and we need to find two more people. So Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge opens uh, in California this spring. Yeah. And in Florida in December of next year, and I'm now sort of toying with an idea of a combined. Uh, Disneyland Star Trek Las Vegas convention trip next summer. Ooh, fun. Yeah, and that's so, close enough. Yeah, it's a four it. hour bus ride. I, yeah. I looked it up today. So, uh, and it's super cheap flights from Los Angeles to Vegas anyway. You can get like it's a only 50. $63 by bus. And like, why not drive through the think, desert on a bus? I think you can get like $50 flights. I think my family drove from Las Vegas to. But then you have to go to Los, the Angeles. Los Angeles airport, and I'm uh. trying to avoid that. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I'm tentatively thinking about that. So. Hey, my cousin lives in California. We can go visit. Your cousin lives in California, too. Yeah, but your visit. cousin doesn't live anywhere close I to either of no us. I have no idea where my yeah, cousin lives. <laughs> so, the other, the other little news bit I had is also Star Wars related, and that's that there is a Star Wars Oculus uh, mm-hmm. Quest thing. So, it's a VR 
uh, series called Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series. Yep. And it's a three-part story collaboration between Oculus and ILM X Lab. Yeah. And, and uh, I believe David Goyer is David Goyer is a writer it. and executive producer. It's set on the planet Mustafar between the events of Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And you get to explore Vader's fortress, as seen in Rogue One, and come face to face with the Sith Lord himself. So uh, they've released a trailer for it. Yep. And uh, it sounds pretty cool. And James Earl Jones is doing the voice of Vader in it. Wow. I mean, like, or at least in the trailer. Where's your selfie stick, Ryan? And I think we mentioned this on the last the last episode I was on, but the Shadows of the Empire is coming to Toronto. They yeah. replace Ghostbusters with Star Wars. Which uh, <laughs> it kind of sad we didn't make it there in time for it, but yeah. at the same time. Yeah, so that's my uh, little bit of Star Wars-y theme park news. So I got two small items. One is, uh, one's a sad one, a little bit. Uh, Carlos Esquerra, I'm I'm approaching the pronunciation, passed away this week. He was the co-creator of Judge Dredd. Um, He's a fantastic artist who probably never really got his due in a lot of ways, but got consistent work with the, the British... Comics also worked on Strodium Dog and um, North America wise. The the biggest thing I can remember him working on was he did um, the, for Preacher. He did the Saint of All Killers mm. miniseries. Great artist, and you know, Dread is just wouldn't be the same without his designs. Essentially, mm. like. Every artist has their take on what Dread looks like after when they go on, but the basic costume has never changed since he designed it. Mm. And the, the the last thing is, and this is completely music geeky news. Mm-hmm. So a couple weeks ago, they announced the track listing for the Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack. Mm-hmm. A lot of good Queen stuff on there. That wasn't a surprise. What was a little bit of a surprise was it has almost the entirety of Queen's Live Aid set on it, which if you're a fan of rock music or a fan of Queen, that live set is, if you ever wanted to know why that band got as big as they did, just look that set up on YouTube and you will see the, the power of a really good front man just holding a crowd in the palm of his hand. Now, the interesting thing tied into that is the next day, and this didn't really become news until today, is the next day on several streaming sites and several download sites, Live Aid itself, the audio for it, became available for streaming and purchase. Wow. Like the almost the entire concert. Mm -hmm. Now, I say almost because it looks like the audio is taken from the DVD release from about I want to say 10 years ago is maybe from less the first live aid from the, the original 85 live aid so there is stuff missing from it like Madonna's whole performance isn't on it for some reason I think it's I think it's her and Led Zeppelin were not particularly happy with their performances and mm. have never granted releases of them since the entire Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin performance isn't on it, for instance. Mm. But a good majority of the rest of it is. And what's interesting about this is we've always been told that you'll never get the audio to this 
as a down like as a payable download, you'll always have to find bootlegs because of it's a rights nightmare. <laughs> because nobody thought about streaming or downloads no. when that concert happened. There there was three concerts consisting of like twenty acts apiece. <laughs> who knows how many record labels were involved then? Now who knows who owns any of that shit? <laughs> it's it's amazing that this has come out, and it, and when I say like download sites, I don't mean like these niche ones. I got curious and looked it up. You can buy it from iTunes Canada, like legally for thirty four bucks. Nice, pretty approximately somewhere around seven hours of music. Wow! And I, I was just like, it's it's cool for those of us who remember when that concert happened. <laughs> and the amount of like there's something for everybody on it you remember like, when that concert happened in 1985 yep weren't you six i'm pretty sure mom had it on tv because huh. it was it was broadcast it was on every, it channel, was on every channel the idea I was i don't think i watched it i didn't it was it was like a musical telethon basically oh, it was for huge. uh yeah. i can't remember well there's different organizations live aid was for africa it was yeah. bob geldoff he was the the main guy behind it yeah <laughs> My, my family wasn't big into newfangled music. Um, neither was mine. <laughs> yeah, but like there, there's bands on, like Paul McCartney was on it. Yeah, but not Beatles is newfangled. And that, that was one nah. of the questions. So uh, the rumor has it Paul McCartney wasn't completely happy with his vocals at the concert. Mm. And the next day went into Abbey Road to record them all just in case they decided to do an album release of it. So the question the question's always been if it got re released in this sort of format, what vocals of Paul's are we getting? Mm. It, and it, who cares as long as you're getting the sound. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a, it's got a really good YouTube performance that nearly broke up the band. There's there's lots of cool stuff in, in there that nice. if you're a music nerd, you're probably going to iTunes now and figuring out whether you want to buy it or stream it. It's also on Spotify if you want to stream it for free. The entire mm. thing's there on Spotify too. Alrighty, so that's it for the news. So now on to Kevin and Germany. <laughs> yes, I went to Germany. What would you like to know? So let's start with the theme park stuff. Okay. Because that, that was, uh, so, like, you did a lot of sightseeing stuff we did. and everything. But uh, well, the, I was the theme gone park stuff was for cool. 15 days, mm-hmm. uh, and we spent, uh, a, we went to three theme parks in that length of time. So there wasn't, it wasn't, a theme park focus trip, uh, but the theme parks we went to were pretty cool. Uh, the first one we went to uh, was the least, my least favorite, but it had the best roller coaster I've ever been on in. So it was called uh, Holiday Park, mm-hmm. uh, and um, the ride that that everybody raves about if you're in the coaster community is called Expedition G Force, and it is a like a just over 200 foot tall mega coaster, and it had the best airtime like flying out of your seat over every bump it was fantastic it was smooth it was fun it was uh and after just having gotten off a nine and a, a nine hour flight or a seven hour flight from like we went straight from the airport to this amusement park uh we got our what did you do with your luggage we put it in the rental car it was in the rental car oh you had a rental car we point. had a rental oh, yeah. car we picked up our luggage got a rental car and drove to this theme, to this amusement park and we got there um at three o'clock in the afternoon, the park was only open till six, so we got a discounted mission as well, which was nice because really Expedition G Force was the only real exciting ride in this park. They had a they had a log flume ride that was kind of cute, and it did some fun things, and a little indoor children's area that was cute. But it, it's not a park that I would rush back to, except for this one roller coaster, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the next day, um, we actually stayed in a, um, that night we stayed in a, uh, I thought it was a totally converted convent, but no, it's an actual working convent that the nuns run and rent rooms out to raise money for their charity. Parish or whatever. It, oh. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was called the, um, uh, Maria Health Cluster and it was, uh, it was lovely. It was very inexpensive, and we had an amazing breakfast the next morning there, and it was beautiful. And now the bathroom was down the hall, and uh, there were no. It was like in staying in a dorm, yeah, right? like a, a nice dorm, but yeah. like communal bathroom, communal and- bathrooms, and uh, and many many nuns, uh, which I wasn't expecting. Was there TVs in the room? No TVs. Okay, Bibles, <laughs> but no TVs, yeah. uh, which was fine. Yeah, because. We had been on a seven hour flight. Oh, yeah, you're going to be passing out anyways. We just wanted to sleep. So the next morning we went to what I consider one of the best theme parks I have ever been to in my entire life. And if if you told me if I I was going to Europe again, I had to pick between going to either Disneyland, Paris, or Europa Park, I would probably pick Europa Park. Ooh. Yeah. Europa Park is owned by the Mack family. Uh, and the Mack family is a family that owns a company, Mack Rides. So they they build theme park rides that yeah. other companies buy. And there are Mack Rides at Wonderland. But Europa Park is like their showcase. So if you're a theme park owner and you want to buy a new ride... But you want to test drive it first. You want to see it first. Or it doesn't even have to be a ride. It could be like interesting park benches or rocks that water bubbles out of yeah. or fountains you know mac will bring you to their park and show off what they can do uh the cool thing about this park was every single ride was really really well themed like even a basic wooden roller coaster they had a so the park is themed uh, to various countries in Europe, and their basic wooden roller coaster was called Woden, and it was in the Iceland section of the mm-hmm. park. So Woden is like you know Odin, the a Norse god. There were animatronics in the queue. There were like laser effects, and it was like I like lasers. Yeah, la- lasers are cool. I like Norse mythology. Yeah, it's cool too. <laughs> the Greece section of the park, the rides were like like Greece lightning. Yes, the Cassandra's Curse. There's a ride called Cassandra's Curse which was this you sat in this room and the whole room like wobbled back and forth and then the walls went right around over top of you and you couldn't tell if you were upside down or right side up it was really weird they had a really cool water coaster in the Greece section called Poseidon and you went through these ruined temples and it was fantastic but so every ride from the was just really well themed with animatronics and and uh, like they're they're sort of big fast launch coaster is called Blue Fire and the theme of it is Icelandic natural gas mining like it's it's sponsored by this natural gas company but before the first launch and it launches you out and into the hill in the loop you pass by these crazy animatronics of people working in the mine and it was just like nothing I'd ever really experienced in a in a park like that because most parks they're either a thrill park or a theme park, right? And this park really yeah, you don't usually see both and as yeah. much. Even down to um, they had a preview center. They're building a water park called Rulantica, which is going to be themed to like Norse trolls and things. <laughs> and it's going to be a Norse in- trolls in bikinis. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's going to be an indoor water park, and they're building a, a, a hotel with a museum theme and. Uh, um, so they had a preview center for Rulantica. 
And uh, you guys have been to the Magic Kingdom at Disney World? No. No. Oh, Not since no? I was nine. Oh, okay. Well, they have you heard of the Carousel of Progress? No. Yes. I love the Carousel yeah. of Progress. I remember that so from when I was nine. So the Carousel of Progress is a show where the, the, uh, the, the robots don't move and the audience, the seats that the audience are in, rotate around the show. Ooh, like that part in Jurassic Park. Yes. Yes. Well, that's what the show, the, the, um, the preview? preview center for Rulantica was. All of the shows, like all of the preview stuff was in the center and the audience was in seats that revolved around the outside of the building. It was like, <laughs> this is a preview center for a water park. See, I think instead of going to Disney World, we should go there. Yeah. And I don't know. But, if you but saw Disney my... has Star Wars. Yeah, like that way. Disney does have That Star way Wars she gets Marvel. to go to Europe. That's more her. Yeah, I'd like to do both. Europa on the same Park trip. has France. <laughs> Did you see my video of the um, roller coaster themed restaurant that I went to? Can't remember. Yes, so I there's did. There's a restaurant called Food Loop, and you order your men your meal on a touch screen in front of you, and then it comes down from the sky on a roller coaster track. And at some tables, your food even does a loop the loop before it gets to your table. I like the the beer loop the loop that you showed. Yes. See, they, this sounds like way more fun than Star Wars Disneyland. It, it's nope. really cool. Now, they do have some licensed attractions there. Uh, I was telling Brent this, that, you know, Disney and Disney and Universal have all the big licenses wrapped up, and Europa Park, being sort of a small family-run uh, business and a very Europe-centric uh, uh, park, they license stuff from Luc Besson. So they, we were two days early and missed the, the day that their brand-new virtual reality roller coaster opened. And it was themed to Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, visually that could be really yeah. good. They had this... My favorite ride in the whole park, though, was a ride called Arthur. And it was based on um, a series... A movie that was based on books like Arthur in the Land of the Minimoys. Have you heard of these as a children's librarian? Do you know anything about these? It's yeah. about a boy who gets shrunk to the size of a fairy and ends up in, his, in an adventure in his backyard. I remember the movie that came out a yeah. while ago. yeah. So there's this ride based on that. And it was my favorite ride I did on the whole trip. It was so fantastic. I rode it three times. Um, and it, it's like a suspended coaster. You, hang, you sit in seats under the track, but it's powered. And there were really cool show scenes. Uh, there was this one scene where you end up in this, like, this, like, tiny miniature city with, like, bug cars. And, That's uh, so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And, and at points, you would... Uh, jet out over top of the people who were waiting to get on the ride, and you could see them below you in this amazing, like, mushroom dome thing. And then it would go outside, and you would... And the cars could uh, could spin as well, so some sometimes they would turn your car so that you would make sure you were looking at the right thing, or when you would go outside, you would be spinning a little bit. Not so much that you would get super dizzy, and it wasn't, it wasn't a crazy adrenaline rush kind of ride. It was just really really well done and if disney were to use that technology i could see them doing like a monsters inc door coaster kind Ooh, of a thing that would be fun. yeah just it had that kind of a feel see i kind of like those types of rides more than the adrenaline rides yeah i get scared very the, easily europa has a ton <laughs> of dark rides they had a really funny haunted house and they had um they had this uh, ride of uh, it was a little boat ride and you just 
floated past puppets, lots and lots of puppets and clown puppets and puppets, puppets <gasps> performing puppets. It's a it small was yeah, it was kind of. And we were on, we were in this boat with this German guy who kept who kept saying hello, Pinocchio. <laughs> So we have video of it, and all you can hear is this guy going, Hello, Pinocchio! <laughs> but it was also a park where there was lots to explore, too. Like, every, like right up to the last minute we were there, we're like, where does this path go? I don't know. And it took us just, like, wandering under the roller coaster track. And it was, it was really fun. And yeah, that we spent so cool. two days there, and I could have spent another day there easily. Our hotel there was uh, called the Hotel Alcazar, and it was themed to a Spanish fortress. And, it, and the fun. hallways had, like, uh, torches, uh, wall sconces, and there were suits of armor in the hallways. And, yeah, it was mm. really cool. Um, so that was Europa Park. We spent two days there. Uh, and then we went down and saw Mad King Ludwig's real castle in the Bavarian Alps. Oh, yeah, that would have been gorgeous. awesome. Uh, it's a bit of a hike. Even if you take the bus up to the top, you still have to walk. And the Alps are steep. Alps are steep. And that's where I also and, learned and that... high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also learned that I have a bit of a fear of heights. Um, there was a bridge across a gorge that I didn't want to get too close to the edge on, even though I'm sure it was perfectly safe and there were 100 people standing on it. I'm like, I'm fine right here. Uh, I like that poster, the picture you posted of you standing on the glass bottom, on oh, the glass on floor. The, uh, yeah, so that was a uh, cable car that went up to the top of the Zugspitze, which is the tallest mountain in uh, Germany. Oh, I just saw, I remember, I just see you standing on the glass, you know, so you posted the one about the heights thing and then you posted this and... Even in the photo, you could tell your knee that your legs were like, you know, a I little loose under you. There, and it was like I, I didn't feel as bad as nervous walking on the glass floor, knowing I was inside a building, as I did outside on the b- balconies that were close to the <laughs> edge. Yeah, no, I, I'm terrified of heights. I can't yeah. do that either. But it's weird. It's this is why I say it's an irrational fear because I don't like standing on a chair. But I love roller coasters. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like if it's if it's moving, it's okay. Yeah, if it's moving and I'm strapped down and I can't move. Well, speaking of which, after we went to the top of the tallest mountain in Germany, we went to uh, the the town of Oberammergau, uh, which is best known for having the passion play. They do this huge passion play every ten years. But we went there because there's an alpine coaster, like they have at Blue Mountain. You oh, know? I saw the video for that. I yeah, think. so there's a roller coaster that goes down the side of the mountain. That looks like fun. It was, uh, with a caveat. So the one at Blue Mountain, you get into the car and it tows you up the hill, the roller coaster car, and it's one person per car. They're like little go-karts on this track. This one, you had to get on a chairlift. And it was the longest bloody chairlift ever. I bet. It was a 14-minute ride to the top. Jeez. And every time we thought we were getting close, there was more mountain ahead of us. <laughs> See, I'm fine with chairlifts until I, tar- and, and, until I start thinking about how high I am. Well, that was just it. <laughs> we have GoPro video of this that hasn't been posted yet. And I'm, like, I'm holding on for dear life thinking, like, if it was winter... And I fell off. The snow's probably deep enough that I'd be okay. But there's like a mountain gorge down there. Like, I'm going to die if I fall over this. And coming down, there are people coming down the other side. And they're holding babies and smiling and waving. And I'm like, (laughs) what are you doing? Ah, Europe. The roller coaster coaster down was really fun and the most 
gorgeous views of the valley. Um, and it was about an eight minute ride down. So 14 minutes up by, <laughs> by a chairlift and an eight minute ride down the roller coaster track. That was really fun. Uh, and then we went to Munich. Uh, we did pr- pretty much the highlights of Munich, the Glockenspiel and the, the, the sort of uh, historical stuff. Um, we went to Dachau from Munich as a day trip, which was really sobering. And we learned about the Holocaust. And that was really the, the camp where the Nazis trained their people that went off to all the other camps where most of the executions happened. Yeah. There was a gas chamber there, but it wasn't used as much as the one at Auschwitz. It was really sobering. Uh, and uh, it was a long day. It, it was, it, it's it's really it's exhausting. Yeah, I went when I was in Germany. Uh, we went to Berlin for like a day because my family's from Holland, so you know Berlin's yeah. a big day. Yeah. Um, and we went to Bergen Belsen, and it was mm. the same thing. It was yeah. it was you could feel it in the atmosphere. So the next day, I wanted to do something fun, and uh, my my travel partner Julie and I decided to split up that day. She went off to Rotenburg, which is about a three hour train ride outside of Munich. Uh, which is a medieval, sort of preserved medieval town on the Rhine. I went to Munich Comic Con. <laughs> and how was it? It was, it was fun. Um, it was. Um, he says hesitantly. Well, <laughs> I don't buy a lot of stuff, yeah. and the stuff that was there to buy was in German. So um, it didn't look like it was a huge con. It like wasn't. it looked like about the same size as our March. Yeah, one it was about the same yeah, size as well, the like, Toronto Comic Con that we went to in March. Um, uh, I thought I found it unusual that the 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 sort of panel floor where the s- interviewed celebrities was right on the show floor. It was that is weird. Hamilton's done it too, but it it just seems odd. It created bottlenecks. Um, yeah, and the celebrities that were there, none of them were people I was interested in. I don't watch the One Hundred or the Vampire Diaries, and those they all seem to be people. And Game of Thrones, uh, they. They were all sort of there. I did stay and watch the cosplay competition, and there were only about a dozen entries in the cosplay competition mm. either. There were lots of people in costume in the in the hall. Um, Maybe it, it might be just their smaller con too. It, yeah, well, I got the impression this company, uh, they're sort of like, I, uh, what's the company? Uh, like, Informa. Like Informa, they run they run cons everywhere. Yeah, and I don't think Munich is one of their bigger ones. Mm. They were also promoting um, Comic Con Austria in Vienna and um, Berlin Comic Con and Belgium Comic Con. Okay. So like they're they're like uh, the, the actual name of this con was Germany Con German Comic Con Munich. Mm. So but they also have Europe Comic Cons and run them all over. Oh the okay. Continent. So um, yeah, uh, I got the impression that they were a pretty slick uh, company that that rents venues and yeah yeah. Uh, when you came in, you went through the fan area like you would at uh, sort of at Fan Expo where there were all the fan groups. So there was the 501st was there, mm-hmm. you know. There there was a Stargate cosplay group, which I'd never really seen before. There were the German Ghostbusters, um, you know. So the same kind of cosplay you see here, yep. you saw there. Stargate's a little different. Stargate's though, a that, little. That kind of makes sense because it's like... It was really big in North America, but it was also really big outside yeah. of yeah. North America. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Um, they had um, food trucks on the floor, on the con floor. Oh. Uh, I didn't eat there because the lines were huge. I spent about three hours there. I'd walked around mm-hmm. the con floor, like I'd, I'd made laps of it about three times, and watched then watched the cosplay competition and thought, 
there's more of this city I need to see. So yeah, yeah you don't want to spend your whole vacation yeah. there. If there had been somebody there I wanted to see, or if um, no, but uh, at the same time, given what you had done the day before, it was yeah, a it was, it was a, good a nice palate cleanser. It was a very nice change. And uh, uh, the other biggest bottleneck on the floor was um, Sci-Fi Channel Europe. They were uh, promoting their upcoming new hit show Krypton. And they were throwing T-shirts out into the crowd. Oh, nice. So every half an hour or so, you'd hear an announcement from Sci-Fi Channel, and they would... Uh, oh, that's cool. And they were throwing T-shirts away. I tried to get one, but I couldn't. Uh, so, yeah. So, that was uh, Munich Comic Con. And then I went uh, and got on the metro and went back downtown. And um, that's the day I saw them surfing in the river. Uh, that looks super yeah, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I watched them for about a half an hour while I looked for a geocache that was right there, too. So, uh, so that was Munich. Uh, and then we went on to Berlin. Uh, we took the train from Munich to Berlin, and uh, we got to Berlin on the day of the Berlin Marathon. So the whole city was, uh, was a bit crazy. Like, yeah, it's why are all the, these people here? Oh, there's a marathon. It's one of those <laughs> things that sometimes you forget about. Like, oh, like you know, things happen in these cities, regardless if I'm on vacation in them yeah. or not. Well, there were so many people from all over the world there. Yeah, uh, running the marathon. The guy set the world record for marathon running at that. Uh, oh, at really? Event. Yeah, uh. just over two hours. He ran twenty. Six miles in just over two hours. Jesus. Um, so yeah, uh, we went up the Reichstag, uh, which is the German Parliament building. They built a cool glass dome over the top, and you could see the whole city. Uh, it was interesting. Munich, when you when you look at historical um, attractions in Munich, they really focus on the 1930s and the rise of the Nazis because that's where it came from. Whereas Berlin is all about. The 60s to the 80s. And the, the Cold, Cold War. War. Right? Uh, Munich felt like a medieval city, even though like both cities were bombed and rebuilt. Yeah. Munich felt like, we're going to rebuild this the way it was. Berlin's like, eh, you know, it's time for something new, and they built a new city. Um, uh, so we did a lot of um, Cold War kind of... Uh, Attractions. In, we went to the went to the museum of the DDR, which sort of recreated what life would be like uh, in East Germany. We learned how to check for bugs, how to plant bugs. Well, to... we stayed in an Airbnb uh, in uh, Berlin, and it was on the East German side of the city. So it was an old. It felt like an old Soviet style apartment. It had a yeah. giant chunky fuse box right at the door, and and everything felt like stark and concrete, and uh, it was comfortable though it was fine and there was a grocery store across the street so it was it was handy and it was right near the metro station so it was good but it really felt different the cool um geeky thing i did in berlin was we went i insisted that we go to the history of computer gaming museum <laughs> <laughs> so um they i found it really cool julie hated it but uh they they walked you through the history of computer gaming from um, Space War, which was the game that um, computer nerds in the 60s ran on ENIAC machines okay. at universities, right up to modern VR stuff. Uh, they, had, uh, they had an original copy of, a, of the 1974 Dungeons & Dragons manual because a lot of, they said a lot of fantasy gaming came out of Dungeons & Dragons. So yeah. here's a copy of yeah. the original Dungeons & Dragons manual. I thought that was cool. And they had a wall of consoles and home computers that went from the Odyssey and the, I took pictures of everything that was on the wall that I had, including the Mattel electronic football from the 80s, <laughs> a Timex Sinclair uh, computer, a VIC-20, a, uh, a Commodore 64, 
right up to an Xbox 360. So uh, I found that really cool. I could have spent more time there because uh, there was an arcade full of games that were all free to play. Oh, nice. And, uh, now, the, now Brent wants to go. Did, <laughs> did you try the pain station? I did not try the pain station. What's the, the pain, pain station? It was an arcade game where the object was to outlast your friend on a paint on you held these grips. Oh, okay. And it, and it puts heat or electricity. Yeah, it. and it's electricity and it's And there's uh, even one thing where it, there's like a whip that comes out and like will uh, whip your hand. Yeah, I did not do the pain station. Okay, because I know it's like That's terrible. I want to say it's it's is it uh amperage or wattage? One of them basically, one of one of those things you can amp up, where it will like hurt, like like nonstop, mm-hmm. but it won't actually do any damage to you. Like there's no worry of a heart attack or anything. Yeah, right. and that's why they can use it and stuff like that. Yeah, it, I found it really cool. I could have spent more time there, uh, but we had other things to do. So. Um. That was cool. Uh, so that was Berlin. Um, we didn't do any day trips from Berlin because Berlin's just kind of in the middle of the country. Well, yeah. Uh, and um, so um, then came our uh, adventures in airports because the flight that we were supposed to be on, uh, even though we followed all of their instructions, we still missed it because the baggage check line was so long and slow, and they wouldn't let us get out of it. Uh, and uh, so we missed our flight. I still have to fight with. Um, EasyJet to try to get my money back. For a don't fly EasyJet, folks. Well, fly EasyJet if you don't have to check a bag. Okay. Uh, I've flown on them before. They're really cheap. Like We only paid 49 euros for the ticket. Yeah, but... But uh, we ended up having to buy tickets on another airline. Uh, thank God Eurowings exists. Eurowings sounds like another uh, cheap discount airline, but it's actually um, a division of Lufthansa, so which is the German um, mm-hmm. national airline. So uh, it was fine, and even though we had to make a layover in Dusseldorf, which we never mm, expected to Dusseldorf. go to... Um, and it took six. Th- it took three hours instead of forty-five minutes to get there. We did eventually get to um, to Copenhagen. Uh, now in Copenhagen, um, it's a very expensive city. Copenhagen, uh, Denmark, it doesn't use the euro, so you have to change all your money into D- Danish yep, kroners. Kroners, and it's five kroners to the Canadian dollar. And uh, uh, things were expensive. Like a Coke would cost six bucks. Yep, uh, you know. So we we really tried to get our money's worth there by eating at buffets instead of <laughs> at, you know um, even the hotel room we couldn't find we couldn't find an Airbnb in our price range and we couldn't find a regular hotel room in our price range we ended up at a hotel called the Cabin Express and when you think of cabins you think of like log cabins and yeah, yeah no this is ship cabins oh so cool the the room was about the size of this part of your kitchen that we're sitting in right now so we're talking about a maybe eight by ten if that um, and I bunk beds and the bathroom had the shower and the toilet in the same area like there was just a drain in the floor um oh, so i've been to places like that yeah too. it was it's like clean. i can shower while sitting on the toilet yeah it was clean and comfortable but tiny and it was only a place to sleep so um we did go to another amusement park in uh in copenhagen though tivoli gardens is the second oldest amusement park in the world um and they were celebrating their 175th anniversary this year so we, wa- we got to see their 175th anniversary parade. Uh, it's a park that's not very big because it's in the middle of the city. And so they build their rides on top of each other. <laughs> Just a lot of um, a lot of typical 
amusement park rides, swings, and tilt-a-whirls and that kind of stuff. They did yep. a couple of roller coasters that were cool. They had this one really old coaster that I really loved that went in and out of a mountain. And it's so old that it doesn't have... Uh, it doesn't have automatic brakes there's a guy who rides the his job is to ride the coaster over and over again to put and the pull the brake nice <laughs> <laughs> oh life goals i want that yeah um and we saw a pantomime show there with a silent clown and a harlequin that uh, sounds they have a awesome. re- they do have a really cool hans christian anderson dark ride that sort of takes you through all of his stories <gasps> that would be awesome um and uh tivoli tivoli is a park that i think Copenhageners um, just hang out in. They have a lot of concerts there that are free with your admission. You don't have to buy ride tickets for those. So it's not a park that you go to for rides necessarily. You just go there for dinner. There's a bunch of restaurants. There's an actual ballet theater in the park. And there was a, a Danish rock concert there the night, the second night we were there. Uh, it, it was really nice. And um, uh, I, I, uh, I really liked Tivoli in a totally different kind of way than Europa. It was more of a historical thing. Uh, the other cool thing we did in Copenhagen uh, uh, that sort of relates to what we talked about here is um, an art exhibit uh, in what's called the Cisterns. And it's called the Cisterns because it was the Cisterns. It was, it, uh, in the early 20th century, it was the water reservoir for the city. And it's under a park. So it's uh, there's these incredibly big, dark, cavernous structures that used to be full of water, so it's still damp down there. Oh, yeah. And uh, the exhibit that is there right now uh, involved rotating um, circular mirrors, and there was one thing with like a parabolic mirror, and as you walked toward it, there was a flamethrower in the middle, and the closer you got, the warmer, the hotter the flamethrower got. But the coolest thing was this... um, this exhibit where they're, you know, like um, Tibetan prayer bowls, and they're sort of made of brass, and if yep. you hit them, they go bong. Yep. So there were a bunch of these set up on stools of various heights around this very large dark chamber, and they each had like one spotlight over them. Uh, between them, on the ceiling, there was like a track, and hanging from the track were like India rubber balls on strings, and they were, it was like a roller coaster track, and they would go up this lift hill and then they would um, coast down around this track and as they they were set up in such a way that as they went past these prayer bowls they would go bong so it was <laughs> dark and quiet except for every now and then you would hear bong and you would see these these and they were so close you could touch them you that weren't supposed cool. to touch anything it was very cool we spent a good hour down there it was just it was really fantastic uh, so and and very modern, you know. I mean, when you've seen a lot of old, old things, it's really cool to see modern stuff, too. So, uh, and then uh, we flew home from Copenhagen and did some stuff in Toronto, which anybody can do, the Hockey Hall of Fame, and we went to Second City. Uh, and you ate at Wayne Gretzky's. We ate at Wayne Gretzky's, which is a very good restaurant and not as expensive as I expected it to be. Oh. And it's attached to Second City. So hmm. it's, uh, I would recommend that if, uh, if we're ever in the city again. They have a very good grilled cheese. And a lot of really, really cool Wayne Gretzky hockey memorabilia. Yes. So, in a nutshell, that was... Like grilled cheese uh, and Wayne Gretzky, you should go. You should go. Um, That was my uh, two weeks of vacation. Awesome. Anybody have any questions for Kevin? I want to go to Europa Park. That's not a question. Can we go to Europa Park? Yes, we can go to Europa Park. (laughs) I'd like to wait until uh, Rulantica opens because it looks really cool, too, so... Rulantica. 
Oh, sounds like you had a lot of fun. Oh, we had an amazing time. Weather was perfect. It was warm and sunny pretty much every day until the last day when it drizzled a little bit in Copenhagen. Oh, we saw the Little Mermaid statue from um, Tour Boat. Uh, it's very small, isn't yeah, it? That's and, what I've heard. Uh, so we were on a boat. We saw the backside of it, and we saw many, many Japanese tourists. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like it's a pain to get to. Yeah. Uh, and it's tiny. Yeah. And you can't touch it. It's in the water. Yeah. Uh, so it, I liked seeing it from the water. Yeah. Well, it's like the Mona Lisa. It's not that big. No. You would expect it to be a lot bigger from it's all tiny. the hype, but it's tiny. Yeah. And you also can't get anywhere close to it. Because of all the Japanese tourists. Yeah. <laughs> and the security. Uh, there did come a point uh, after a few days where we had enough German food that we started looking for other cuisines. Um, <laughs> the night we got to Munich... Well, a, a lot of the restaurants were closed already that we were near us, so we ended up at a Greek restaurant. We had Indian food. Oh, but we had Indian food the night we went to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show in Munich, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which wasn't as exciting an experience as I thought it would be. It wasn't. Uh, they weren't boisterous. They did throw toast and was rice. Was it in German? No. Like, was, was the film in German? No, it was in English. It was in English, uh, but they didn't dance. They they didn't do a lot of callbacks. Stand up and be like, come on. I was tired. It was like a midnight show. And uh, I, yeah. Kevin was turning into a pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch a touch a touch me. Um, so, yeah. We you did know that. What? I've still never seen that movie. Oh, like Halloween is coming. We will have to rectify that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that was Europe. Europe awesome. was good. That was Europe. Europe is good. W- right. Would do Europe again? I would do Europe again. I think Ireland next time, maybe. Ooh, I want to go to Ireland too. I want to go everywhere. I love traveling. I've heard good things about it from uh, a guy I interviewed for my book. I just, I recently learned that my family connections are from there. So I want to go to my family ancestral home. Mm. See, you should want to go to England more, Brent, because your family's from England. Yeah, but they built boats for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) His family left there for a reason. Come on. There's a great, great great grand uncle or something like that who went out to sea never came back <laughs> don't know don't know if he landed don't know if he just decided if it crashed don't know if he just decided not to come back but there are a lot of chittendons in virginia hmm. well yeah, we've learned that <laughs> when we were sorry when we were getting ready for our honeymoon and brent still hadn't gotten his passport I was like, you know, there's another Brent Chittenden out there, and if you don't He's have in your, Michigan. if you don't have your passport in time, I'm just going to bring him. <laughs> yeah, it makes me a little sad that I'm not friends with him on Facebook anymore. Uh, oh, you're not. Well, I no, was... he had he unfortunately had uh, identity oh, yeah, theft right. issues, so he closed down like all his oh. social media. I've recently learned that my family is descended from Viking invaders who came to Ireland in about the year 1000. And they they stayed and they settled in a village called Carlo. Uh, and so there's now a monument to my family's uh, genealogy in the churchyard in Carlo. So That's I want to go cool. there. That's my bucket list. I like to pretend I'm descended from Dutch nobility, but I'm sure I'm not. Uh-huh. Viking. I'm a Viking. <laughs> An Irish Viking. There's a, I guess. Have I'm you watched Native the show? Canadian? What was it called that we saw in, on? Uh, in French? On Netflix last night, we passed for it. Was it Norseman? Oh, 
yeah, I want to watch There's that. There's a comedy about Vikings <laughs> on on Netflix. I haven't watched it or anything. But we just... The know trailer we, looked kind of yeah, goofy. we just watched the trailer and it looked hilarious. <laughs> but, like, the one of the, the scenes of it is the... There's a Viking comes out with horns on his helmet, which we, we know historically is not the case. Not and the, the chief... Oh, is I, like, I didn't know You that. look ridiculous. And it's like... Yes, but the point of fashion is to move forward and try different things. <laughs> oh, and then there's like five of them standing up on top of a waterfall, and one of them is like, you need to jump off to prove that you're a warrior. One guy goes, ah! And then the other four are like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. It looks like it may be a European show that's been dubbed, oh. but it, uh, I might give it a watch. Oh, so- <laughs> and the chieftain who's trying to, to light the funeral pyre by shooting a flaming arrow at it. And he just goes into the water, and he's like, "You guys try to fire a flaming arrow at a moving target and see how good you do." <laughs> it's uh, it's Norwegian. Oh, it's a it's Norwegian so funny. show. Yeah, we got to watch that. So since we're at the uh, point in the show where we talk about funny things we saw on shows recently, I know I'm probably the only one here that watched the season premiere of The Simpsons this week. And by Simpsons watch, I mean kind of watched something like that. So. In this episode, they were Bart fakes almost. Well, Bart has an accident; he falls off a cliff. Marge gets mad because he did it on a dare, so he fakes that he died and saw Jesus and was given a message and blah blah blah. So then, these Christian filmmakers wanted to buy a story, and make a milk movie, <laughs> and they make Flanders and Homer. They write it. <laughs> so they're auditioning people to be to play the role of like you know of them because it's about his story. So Gal Gadot comes in to audition for the role of Lisa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's Homer asks, "Well, you know, well, what have you been in? What are you know, what, what I know you from?" And she's like, "Well, did you see Wonder Woman?" Oh, first he he's like, "No, sorry, let me let me take a step." First, he makes a comment about, "I know you've been in the Fast and the Furious." But what else would I know you from? And he's like, he's like, well, have you seen Wonder Woman? And he goes, no, anytime I see the DC logo, I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and that just, because it came out of nowhere, I, I laughed out loud in my in my condo. Like, I'm sitting there by myself and just all let off a couple of that good. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, poor DC. Yeah. Making bad decisions with their films. Can't wait to see Aquaman. Actually, yeah, uh, really it, it looks it looks all right. Like um, um it's what it's. It, I feel bad because DC has gotten me to this point where it's like I'm not looking. For, I'm not like excited about it, but I know I'm going to go see it. Oh, yeah. it's, they're going to get my money. It's just I'm not like like oh, it looks like the best thing. Ever. Exactly, ah, going into it with want, low expectations. I want Aquaman to make more money than Solo. Yeah, I honestly think I could watch Aquaman with no sound. <laughs> I'm going for Jason Momoa. I'm well, did you see totally that poster? I don't know if it was a fan made poster or a real poster, and it said something about you know uh, not being sure about Aquaman. And say, well, who cares? We've got wet Jason Momoa, and it's just like a picture of you know, it's a, you know, a headshot, and he's all like wet, and it's got the Aquaman logo. And yep, that's why I'm going. <laughs> The action figures yeah, have started to, to filter those, out honestly. for it. Mm. They're the, uh, the 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 not figma. Um, Funko Funko Pops are in EB now. Are they? Yeah. So the hype machine is starting to roll. Yeah. Which they they kind of need. At it's this got point. the benefit of not having a Star Wars or a Marvel movie coming out this fall. So yeah. Huh. Well, no. At the same time, though, like 
Ralph I, breaks the internet. We're we looked at the and we're going to discuss this off air of which movies we're going to go see for Ralph the breaks show. The internet. But the amount of movies that are coming out in November and December, mm-hmm. when we looked at it, I went holy shit. Yeah. There's like like There's a lot I, of stuff. I keep forgetting Venom comes out. Like as of this recording, Venom comes out on Thursday, like yeah. in two days. You know what? So today, just with that Venom, I read right now it's tracking to have like a 160, 170 million international really? opening weekend. That's no, that's bad. with international. Yeah. That would be really good, I would think, for that movie if it can do those numbers. Huh. But uh, at the same time, like I, I feel I live in an advertising less bubble in some ways because we don't have cable yeah so i don't know how much like when you're watching tv how many times you see the venom ad pop up you know what i mean i don't think i've seen it a lot on tv i don't know i also watch old people tv shows sometimes you know like ncis and And stuff like that no jag's not on tv and it's not available for me to watch it anywhere downloadable, <laughs> except know. on that CBS app, which we I, I don't just have. I bring it up because that brings the old man rant out of me. I can't watch Jag. Oh, hey. I'd watch Jag if I could. I, but. I would, because it's got kind of almost that sentimental... You know, that was my grandmother watched that all the time. Yeah, my, okay. my, my, my my mayor, St. Tama, used to watch that all the time. That and True, uh, Due North. With do south? south? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh my Sorry. god, I love do south. Do you know, south, do north, entire, whatever. You can buy the entire season series on Amazon for twenty five bucks. Nice. When Ooh. I was, at, I am going to buy it. <laughs> when I was at Europa Park, we flipped on the TV in the hotel, and Murdoch Mysteries was on. Nice, ah. I can see that in French. I'm like, yeah. so I'm watching a Canadian show dubbed in French in a Spanish themed German hotel. <laughs> wow. It well, hey, the, the Germans, the Germans. I hate to say, it, they love their Indians and cowboys yeah. and like native. You know, we when I worked at Smath, that was you'd always get German tourists coming. They come in to the Saint Marie Huron site and they'd go to uh, up to the uh, to the shrine, mm-hmm. the murder Saint shrine there. But uh, yeah. yeah. You had to remind them because we have, you know, there are people of native descent and natives, you know, working on site in the old timey costumes yeah, and in yeah. the logging longhouses and stuff. And you all know, I forget, I had a friend make this comment yesterday, the other day, when we were talking about it. Like you, you had to remind them that it's, you know, you it's in bad taste to go running through the log house going, ooh, like you, 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 you don't do that. Well, it's, it's one of those things, it's, it's, it's cultural on on all sides, right? Is because as bad as That'd be our like, history has been taught to us about some of that stuff, we now know that, like you know, yeah. some of that. A It'd lot be of like if you cool. were decided to start goose stepping through the streets well, of that, Germany. And that's when the thing is, like, if you if you know German people, like who or fresh immigrants or like their grandfather was, one of the things that will remind you of is like. Not all of them were Nazis. Yeah. Like, like I have a friend who his father was or grandfather was in the army, oh, but yeah. he wasn't a member of the Nazi party. No, and there is a distinction between that. But that yeah. at the same time is you know that we just use Nazi as the group word for all the Germans during World War II. Yeah, <laughs> which isn't exactly accurate. Like, not saying it's right, but like it's. It's interesting in some ways to see that cultural difference, yep. like from somebody else coming over here. Yep. The Germans don't shy away from their history. No. Uh, it's it's pretty in your face. Well, and they're they're also one of those countries where they they have stood up and said, "No, take your Nazi bullshit elsewhere. It's illegal." Like, there's here. a um, 
on the on the sort of walking tour we did of Berlin, one of the stops on the tour was the location of Hitler's bunker. Mm. Uh, they raised it. It's gone. Oh yeah. But there they is, don't want it to be a shrine. There basically. is a sign there that said this is where it happened. So. Yeah. And then right around the corner from that is a a monument. It's a block. Like it's a one city block is the size of it, and they call it the monument to the murdered Jews of Europe. And wow. uh, yeah, it was pretty powerful. Ooh. So they don't shout. And if, as you're walking around the streets of Berlin, you'll see bla- brass plaques in the sidewalk. Yeah. And that marks locations where Jews were taken from their homes and businesses. Yeah. I really, I really like that. I think that that's now, a if we, really if good, we could start being really like nice that tribute. with the natives in a lot yeah. of ways, yeah. that would probably start solving some of our problems in this country with, in terms of those relations. And on that frowny note, back to to our Aquaman discussion. Uh, that's going, the picture I was talking about. Shallowness. I just posted the Aquaman. Does it really matter what our movie's about? Here's a wet Jason Momoa picture to our Instagram account. So uh, if you want to see it, it's there. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah so um comes to the end of this episode and with every episode geek picks for the week who wants to go first i will okay i'm gonna shill a couple of podcasts that i've been listening to yeah go ahead one uh one is a true story podcast uh from the cbc that relates to something we've actually talked about on this podcast a couple of times the um sex cult that allison mack is in Oh, so uh, CBC Podcasts has a uh, has a has a show called Uncover Escaping Nexium, and Nexium was the name of the yes. Yep. Uh, so um, the guy who's the host of it had a friend uh, who he went to high school with, and he reconnects with her and discovers that she's just left this group. Uh, so it's all about the inside workings of Nexium. It was really fascinating. Uh, it was a seven part series, and it just finished. Okay, um, so. Um, the, everybody's been arrested and people are under investigation right well, now. Yeah, a lot of people have been arrested. Yeah, who the, knows uh, if that's everybody. The Well, the guy who's the mastermind of yeah. the, the, the people at the top. Yeah. Uh, she left because she ended up in a, a, a secret women's group within Nexium called DOS. Yeah. And uh, she had to become a slave to her friend and... Uh, uh, she ended up getting branded. That's yeah. That's the the yeah. group that yeah. did the uh, was it Allison Mack. Is that her yeah. name? Yeah, Allison yeah that is allegedly. Let's, be, let's throw allegedly. Is, is allegedly well, to have been recruiting there's, there's for audio of Allison Mack singing a song at this this woman's wedding. So like it's it's creepy and wow. very interesting. So it's called Uncover Escaping Nexium, and Nexium is spelled N X I V M. Yeah. Uh, and that's on from CBC Podcasts. Uh, the other one I wanted to talk about is uh, a fiction podcast uh, from Marvel and Stitcher, and it's called Wolverine the Long oh, Night. Oh, is that available It's now for available free? for free. They've been releasing episodes weekly. Episode four just came out. I just binged the first four episodes. Uh, if, you're li- if you're going in thinking you're going to listen to a podcast of Wolverine, uh, slashing people up. It's, it's like a it's like mystery an noir type. kind and of. And Logan is like this character who's on the periphery, and he's a suspect in these brutal murders. But there's also a cult in this Alaskan town that seems to be taking kids. And uh, oh, cool! I'll yeah. have to check that because yeah. it was under a paywall. For it a was while, on Stitcher so. Premium, uh, and uh, it's now not. So the uh, the first four episodes have been released. Um, outside of the paywall so it's called wolverine the long night and it sounds like it might be the first of a series of marvel 
uh, they might that be, was the idea be the Marvel it. podcast universe might yeah. be coming so uh, yeah just we need another Marvel universe as long as it's good though yeah it's really quite good um, the talent in it is uh, not not they're not like super high names but uh People I know from Broadway actually see yeah. Celia Keenan-Bolger and her brother Andrew Keenan-Bolger in it. Uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell, uh, Bob Balaban, who you who you would know from the Christopher Guest movies, the little short oh, guy okay. with the round glasses. He, yeah, he plays the rich guy who owns all the land in town. Uh, yeah, it's good, uh, and that's called again Wolverine: The Long Night. Cool. Who wants to go next? I've got one. So I just finished reading, oh, first of all, because I always forget, so I have to start off with, uh, read Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl is still awesome. I saw her on TV the other night. (laughs) Oh, the um, Marvel Rising cartoon? Yeah, it was on Disney Channel. Yeah, that's so She's got a licensed costume at Walmart, apparently, but I I haven't seen them here. I don't know about that. I didn't get a picture. There was a cute little girl running around the library con that happened. I saw that picture. Um, In a Squirrel Girl costume. And there's going to be uh, the DC Superhero Girl type dolls. There's going to be Marvel ones. And they're doing a Squirrel Girl doll. Anyway, so yes, continue to read Squirrel Girl. The latest uh, uh, issue has no words in it. And I left it out for Brent to read. And I don't think he has. But it's all of the the villain is a librarian. So it's Uh, Do you actually read a book that doesn't have any words in it? Or just look at the pictures? No, there's words near the end. Anyway, so my... My uh, my Greek pick is uh, another novel I just finished reading called The City of Brass. And I'm going to butcher the last name and I apologize, but it's S.A. Chakraborty, I believe is how it's pronounced. Oops, I pushed the wrong button. Uh, C-H-A-K-R-A-B-O-R-T-Y. Uh, so this was released in 2017. Uh, but I just managed to get around to read it. I've been kind of watching it for the while, for a while, and then I'm like, ah, I'm just going to pick it up and read it. Uh, it's the beginning of a trilogy. The second book is coming out in January, and then the third book I'm going to have to wait desperately for. Um, so it takes place in Cairo, 18th century Cairo, and it uh, follows this woman named Nari, um, who is basically a con woman, but she also has some mysterious talents that she she can understand any language spoken to her. Um, she has uh, good he- she has healing abilities, but she doesn't believe in magic. She just thinks that this is a talent that she has, and so she spends her days uh, kind of swindling people. But then she accidentally summons a jinn, uh, who um, and an ifrit, an ifrit, and she has the jinn saves her from the ifrit and takes her to Devabad, which is a legendary city of brass, uh, where basically half bloods go. So people who are half human, half jinn, end up in Devabad because they're they are protected from the ifrits who are not jinn. Anyway, mm. there's different clans, um, and then it uh, goes into her history basically like why she doesn't know anything about her past so you do a lot of exploring about her past and you also share the story with uh the prince of devabad named alizad and uh, he's an idealistic prince uh who is trying to revolutionize the city and give more rights to these half-bloods um but he's fighting against his father and his brother and it was really, it's very, very well written. Uh, it was really hard to put down. Very, uh, it's a big, thick book, but it's fast paced. And I really enjoyed reading it. And I can't wait for the second one. And then, uh, so I'm going to have to buy the second one in hardcover when it comes out. Um, 
but I strongly recommend that anybody who likes fantasy and uh, if you like um, Eastern kind of culture, like Ifrits and Jinn, Devas, things like that, you should definitely read this book. All right, Ryan. Uh, so this last week, well, first up, before I go over my pick, um, one other thing we went to, at least I went to, I forgot to mention before, I went to the public very public library con mm-hmm. uh, or between recordings uh, in my wore my Ghostbuster costume. There's been all kinds of pictures shared out on our uh, on our Facebook page. At least I don't know if Jen's moved any of those onto the Instagram or not. No, uh, but I can. Uh, whatever. I if you people will see it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but that was fun. It was you know it was well put on again. It was a good time. Lots of good crowds. Met lots of people. Talked to a bunch of people. Uh, so it was fun. And uh, so my pick uh, was a comic I picked up last week. I finally got around to finishing uh, the latest trade of Sega. Mm-hmm. Sega Ooh. Volume 9. Ooh, don't spoil it. We haven't read so it yet. So I'm not going to spoil it. But uh, I don't know if any of us ever, if we've ever picked Sega before. If we did, it was a long time ago. I can't ago, remember. Probably. Yeah. It's, well, but, it's, uh, I think all of us that, that read it, read it in trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's a good... Sega, I always get, is that like, I always forget the trades coming out, and it's this nice little surprise for me when I get to the comic. Well, exactly, because <laughs> usually it's between trades or between runs on the comic, they take a six, almost like a six month break, then they do like six issues, then yep. a six months, so you get, then you get a trade, so you get like two trades a year, um, maybe ish. Mm. Uh, well, but they're, now they're taking they're taking a, long a full break. year apparently yeah. off between the Ooh. before they start the next run. Um, Especially when you finish reading this month's issue. There's a cliffhanger. Well, is this trade collect up until where? Up until the break. Okay. So I asked Jeremy that, and he's like, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, Saga, it's a great, you know, it's your epic sci fi space with different races of aliens and Mm. wars and kind of a mix of uh, almost like a Romeo Juliet, uh, you know. Two Probably. different, yeah, or like you know, and the, the, the typical story of you know you got one a male from one race or one group and a female from the other side and they fall in love but their 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 sides are fighting with each other and then there's other group other people in the middle too that are fighting and other races and that's where you get Lion Cat from. I love Lion Cat. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Brent, no. Brent and I had a debate because uh, I bought the Lion Cat Funko Pop. And we had a debate over how, what Lion Cat's voice sounds like. Because when you read it, you know, you have the voice in your head and it sounds different to the both of us. Which oh. I was kind of, that was kind of cool. Hmm. Uh, so that's my pick. Sega, volume nine. Cool. Good pick. I'm halfway through the trade right oh, now. Okay. Yeah. Hurry up and finish it. Uh-huh. I, I had to finish it before, uh, before tomorrow. Uh, Alison told me to hurry up and read it oh. when I bought it. She she wanted I guess she yeah, she got it. She read it, it right and now. wanted to be able to talk to someone about it. Right. So she told me to make sure I read it before I come back to the store next. So, okay. so um, I I don't have an official geek pick per se. What? But I'm I, I'm going to use this time to give a little bit of a shout out to uh, some local people who are doing some cool things. So the first one is I came across weirdly. So as we mentioned earlier, I bought myself a cool lightsaber this weekend. Jealous. And I kind of wanted to find a stand for it. And as it turns out, there is a guy in Moonstone, which is just a little bit. Well, I should say a person. I don't know if it's a guy. 
um, called Quest Design Canada that makes some really cool lightsaber stands. Really? That he he's done them in the or they have done them in the style of the space wall look, you know, like with the the oblong Okay, yeah, yeah. In the in the the metal wall and it lights up at the bottom and Ooh. they're not cheap, but they're oh. pretty cool looking. Looks like they're all made out of metal and stuff. It's a weird cross section that oddly the reason I'm mentioning them Kind of also fits our podcast group, okay? Because he makes a bunch of st- or they make a bunch of Star Wars stuff. So on the store, uh, you can get a stormtrooper blaster and these lightsaber stands and uh, Boba Fett armor pieces oh. to, to make your outfit with, like that the pre molded stuff, and then <laughs> yeah, you yeah. buy the boots or whatever, right? But for people of Kevin's interests. He also makes a lot of replicas of signs of Disney rides. Oh. So, like, the plaque in front of the Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, um, he's got, like, he also has enamel pins. So, he's one for the, that is for, like, the, the Enchanted Tiki Room uh-huh. called Tiki Bar Enthusiast. That The pin itself looks pretty good. He's got a Haunted Mansion pin that's, like, the, the wallpaper that's in the, the mansion and stuff. And I just think this guy's doing some really cool stuff. Um, like I said, not exactly cheap, but it looks like it's very well made. I, I can't vouch for it because I haven't bought anything off of him yet. Um, like, oh, so he's got like the, the Disneyland entranceway plaque. He does mm-hmm. replicas of that in steel. So like in metal or whatever it is, they make those oh, plaques that's awesome. out of. So Quest Design Canada for some, uh, a little bit more higher end expensive doodads for your home. Uh, the Haunted Mansion sign looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> And the other thing I would like to mention is we have mentioned cosplayers on our show uh, before. Uh, Snowhot Cosplay has been on quite a bit. And I got a message for from, uh, well, I'm not sure if it's a message per se, an invite to join a fandom group for uh, one of our listeners who listens. And it's Cosplay with K. Um, our friend and listener Rex, his daughter, has a cosplay page now. And what's kind of cool about her stuff, she does um, a little bit of Doctor Who, but we ran into her at Niagara Falls, and she had made this armor set. And it was really good, especially for a girl her age, and, like, just, she's just starting to get into it. Like, it was really impressive stuff. But being the the old nerd that I am, it looks kind of, look kind of anime-ish, or maybe Final Fantasy-ish, so I, I had to ask what it came from. Because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> because we're old and don't because know what the it's kids pro- are into uh, these My days. thought was it came from something I've never seen, or it's a video game I don't play, something like that. Nope, just completely her own design, like cool. just out of her imagination, and it was really wicked looking. So uh, if you uh, are interested, you can follow her on Facebook at uh, Cosplay with K. I double checked with her dad just to make sure if we can publicly say that, and he said, "Yeah, it's perfectly fine." So, cool. So those are my geek picks to take a look at those, and um, just one last thing: uh, after this episode comes up, um, there it will either be before this episode has appeared, so it may already be in your feed, or after this episode appears, uh, my interview with Matthew Klein, who is the uh, sales director at Valiant Comics. I uh, talked to him for about uh, 15 minutes or so at Fan Expo just past, 
And it's basically like it's it I'll warn you now, very comic book specific. We basically talk about how what your entryway into the Valiant universe is. Mm. And looking forward to hearing that one. And yeah, me too. It, uh, I think I may have mentioned this last show. Uh, Valiant is kind enough to send me preview PDFs of all their books. Has been for a while. But my stumbling block for the, for a good chunk of it is because oh, we kind of got in late. Yeah. So many of the series are, well, where do I start? What the, what, where's What's the, the backstory? Where's Boy, the PDF yeah. that I go with? And uh, Matthew really sets out like, the kind of where you can start and it's a lot easier to get into than you might think. And, and I'm not just saying that from like, like he, they're sending me free shit and I'm shilling for them. So this dude is also very good at his job. (laughs) Uh, I get these things for free and he still sold me three physical books. I bought them at at their booth that they. Oh, I keep meaning to borrow. I gotta borrow those from you. Yeah, Jen, Jen's going on to the uh, because I one of which Ivor Time Walker has become my favorite, and actually, um, you'd like it. I think it's mm-hmm. more action oriented. Doctor Who is oh, the best cool. way I would explain it, and it explains why nobody kills Hitler in the best yeah. <laughs> way possible. Yeah, you mentioned it before. Yeah. Uh, and but enough that like uh, that's the one that like I'm going to be sticking with. Like I've got the second trade, got the second trade, going to get the third one probably oh, wow. tomorrow. So he he's the, and there's a couple other books. Like the other books caught me to a certain extent, but that's the one that like oh, there's my book. That's yep. the that's the one I'm going to be gravitating to. So that's it for this episode. Uh, I'm not sure what we're doing for the next one. We'll um, probably have seen Venom by then. At least some of us, yeah. We're, uh, so, and then um, who knows what else is out and what's going on. Yeah, we're, it's Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll be full of pie we'll and turkey. We have our take on the new Doctor. Yep. Oh, yeah, well, yeah we'll probably oh, all have seen go. it by that point. New Doctor comes out. New Star Wars cartoon starts. By the time this... Uh, oh, uh, yeah. If you're listening to this now... It's already out there, so yeah. we're gonna have a lot to talk about next episode. Okay, so it may be it may be a long episode. Next well, episode. every episode's a long episode, even yeah. this one. But uh, if you uh, like the show, please uh, feel free to share us uh, and our very social medias. We're on Twitter. Uh, yeah, under, don't be afraid uh, to review. Yeah, and uh, be honest. On Instagram, I do most of that posting. Review, you know, be honest. Comments. Give us five stars. Let me know what you like. <laughs> Review us on iTunes and your various podcast apps, and follow us on Instagram and everything else. Um, we're we're Send us tweets and emails. We have said this before, but we do have a YouTube channel, and we're trying to make content for it. So we we will see how that goes. Mm. <laughs> um, in the meantime, for Ryan, Kevin, and Jen, this is Brent saying, "See you next episode." Auf Wiedersehen. Bye. Au revoir. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. 
please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy. It's the way you read your books that I-